Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's a Doomsday Podcast. Today is February 22nd, 2023. Time is 12.20 p.m. And joining me on today's show is the CEO, owner, and procurer of Reaper Apparel Co., Dan Hardesty. What's up, man? How are you doing today? Hey, I'm really good, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, dude, I appreciate you coming on. It Sometimes getting people on this show is like pulling teeth. So anytime somebody agrees... I am super excited. I work my schedule around. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe how many people out there do not have 45 minutes to sit down and actually record a show. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's got a lot going on right now. Oh, they absolutely do. So if you guys don't know who Dan is, um, Dan owns Reaper Apparel Co. You guys have been hearing me talk about Reaper Apparel Co. lately on social media. I'm trying to push this brand out there. And I know, you know, the listeners are probably having a lot of questions about the brand. So first off, before we really get into the into the brand, Dan, tell me more about you, your background, things like that. So um, I've been in construction my whole life. We've we've been uh, I started with my dad when I was 15. We started our own business. So I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole life. Um, never had a, never had a, a real job. You know, I've never had to go work the work the counters or anything like that. So it's been, I've been very fortunate, but with that's come a lot of pressures and a lot of expectations, a lot of stress. And so, you know, really that's kind of where my journey started was I, I got to the point where I didn't really know what I was doing anymore, why I was doing it. And that's really where Reaper began. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, man, I love the artwork. I love the logo. I, I saw this pop up on Instagram, and I was like, "Ooh, this stuff's cool. I gotta get behind this." And then when I found out, you know, you know, kind of how you were pushing this, and and how you were trying to, you know, you're pushing out these encouraging words to people, and you know, the side of the mental health that goes in with this. That was the thing that made me say to myself, I want to be a brand ambassador. I want to be a part of this and I'm going to push this, right? Yeah, I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, that, that means a lot, honestly. You know, I'm, I'm very upfront with my brand. I'm very in it. And I think a lot of people don't realize how invested I am in the brand. You know, that it, it is me that's responding on social media. It's me that's responding to emails. You know, I try to do the one-on-one customer interaction every day to so that I'm more involved in the customer side of the brand. So um, that's that's been my main key with this. And, you know, and that's awesome because so many people out there that have any kind of business, specifically in retail, they are so far back behind the scenes and they step so far away. You never get to have any one on one encounters with these guys. So I got to ask, who comes up with all the artwork? So uh, my brother-in-law 
actually made the logo for me whenever I very first started. And, you know, I kind of gave him a general idea. I was wanting, you know, a Reaper or some sort of scythe in there. And so he came up with the logo and the design for me. Um, and then as far as all of our t-shirt designs and such, I will contract out graphic designers, purchase items, things like that to, you know, cause I, I'm not a graphic designer myself, but I can find something that I like. I can find a messaging that I want to put with it. And that's really kind of where I've excelled is putting the messaging to spin to the artwork, um, you know, that I bought from the graphic designer. So I contract out people for that. Right. And that's, that's absolutely awesome. So I got to ask why the Reaper, why was that, how did that come to be? So my, my basic idea with the Reaper, I I've never been, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a Christian guy, but I've never been like a conventional light hearted kind of Christian guy. I've always kind of liked the villains. I've liked the dark side. And so for me, it was kind of, I wanted to look at struggles and problems from a different lens. And to me, it was so effective whenever I started looking at it from a lens of, of death, because when you start talking to people about, you know, their expiration period and that, Hey, you ain't going to be here forever. You've got to really get on it and change things or else you're going to be doing the same thing. And when you start talking to people from that perspective, it, it helps them readjust their focus in life. So that's why I use the grim reaper. It's that uh, life through death view. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Yeah, I, no, I, I completely get it. I pick up on it and I, you know, I try to push that mindset a little bit to people, not how you are but like hey dude you're not going to be here forever get your get your life together get some things done here um you know push for success things like that uh i you know i have friends in my life and it seems like everything in in their lives is a hurdle that they can't get over and i try to kind of you know push my friends beyond that and say dude you know you've been you've been wasting time on this situation for six seven months you know you got to get past it move on etc um, so I, I guess I, I understand it, but maybe I'm interpreting it a little bit different, you know. Well, and that was honestly, though, that was how I wanted it. You know, Reaper was never so Reaper started as me. I mean, it, it was I literally built it as me. This was my expression. This was my way of getting outside of my head, getting outside of my anxiety, my depression and starting to learn who I was. People can see themselves in there's in the statement you know we have kind of a general statement about what the brand's about but people are able to interpret that into their life what it means for them and that's what i've always wanted is for people to be able to utilize that put it to their story and be able to be their motivation to change very cool so i gotta ask um you you said you said depression you said anxiety and and i know you've put your heart and soul into this brand has has reaper helped you climb out of this or did you climb out of that beforehand um, it's, it been a little bit of both. I was really at the very start. It was about me finding my way out. I knew that I couldn't keep wasting my time sitting here stressed a bit and worried about everything that's to come all the future stuff. You know, I mean that this mine was really 2020 is really when it started for me. That's when things, I mean, I'm sure everybody experienced a lot of that <laughs> during those periods, you know, cause 
there was just so much uncertainty in the world. Oh, and yeah. it just started for me as that, um, that way of, of saying, you know what, screw this. I'm not going to live the rest of my life this way. The world's going to be the world. They're going to do what they're going to do. I'm going to go about my business and I'm going to run things the way that I see fit. And I'm going to do things that are best for me. And I'm going to quit worrying about everybody else. Um, and so that was really kind of the start and through Reaper, because, uh, you know, through trying to help others, through trying to spread my message, I went on my own seeking journey and found my answers for myself. I got you. Okay. I get what you're saying. Um, so I, I think the pandemic hit everybody super, super hard in the realm of, you know, depression, anxiety, uncertainty was a big thing. A lot of people were, I, I think the big part of depression that people were dealing with was just simply being cut off. Yes. You know, being cut off from your friends, your family, your coworkers, your, your job. And I know, um, you know, my wife was, my wife was going a little bit nuts during the pandemic when they shut everything down. She was a hairdresser. She was stuck at home and she says, if this is the new way of life, I don't want it, you know? And I know a lot of people went, went through that. And then there was the idea of anxiety. Nobody knew, you know, the media is telling us people are dropping dead all around us. Um, you can't go out, you know, you can't go outside of your home. So you don't know what's truly happening out there. You don't know, right? You're only getting what the media is feeding you and they're, they're feeding us fear porn is what they're doing. So we're all just sitting there, <laughs> we're all sitting there biting our fingernails, glued to the TV, glued to social media, trying to figure out what's going on, and it and it screwed a lot of people up. And I still don't think, um, I still don't think the numbers are accurate uh, with the increase in um, opiates due to the pandemic, or number of suicides, or number of um, alcohol-related deaths. I I don't think they're being fully transparent with the repercussions that came from the lockdown. Hey preppers, check out Blackbeard Fire Starters. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com backslash doomsday and utilize code doomsday for 10% off your entire order at blackbeardfire.com. Oh, I 100%, 100% agree with that. I mean, I I think that... uh, you know, that was a tough period for a lot of people. And I think people are still reeling from that. They're still trying to figure things out, still trying to figure life out. And I mean, really, that was that was my awakening moment for me that it was time to time to change. And, you know, and I'm hoping that sparking this can help others spark that. And well, I shouldn't say hoping. I know I know it's helped other people. I mean, I see the emails and the messages that I get. I know it's helping other people learn how to love their life again. And really that's my, that's my goal. Like, you know, I mean, the whole brand is about living and, and overcoming anxiety, overcoming depression, really, truly enjoying your life. But really my ultimate goal is for people to learn how to love the life that they live. Right. And, you know, and I gotta, I gotta touch on something with that. So Dan, our society that we live in kind of trains us that we should have more than what we do. Right. Yeah. That everything should be better, that each individual person is special and that they should just have more. Um, and and we we become very jealous and envious of people uh, through media, through social media, through people we see on TV, things like that. You know, we always want the next biggest, better thing. 
And nobody anymore, at least in this country, is happy in their own shoes, is happy with the life they're given. And I think that's a big problem. I could tell you, like just in our country in in general, we're up there so far when it comes to mental health issues. It's it's bad. Definitely. Oh, definitely. I 100% agree with everything you said, you know, and I think uh, people people comparing themselves to others, you know, I mean, you, you, you sit there and you say, well, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50, I should be further along than I am right now. That's one of the worst things you can do. It's, it doesn't matter where anybody else is. It matters where you are. And it matters that you're the one that's willing to start taking the steps. That's really what's important. Right. And we're all, we're all manipulated by this American dream. You should have a house, you should have a car, you should have a college degree, you should have all these things. And, uh, (laughs) I, I get it. I understand the comfort of wanting to have a nice new reliable vehicle. I understand, you know, wanting to have a house that suits your needs. Like, you know, I understand all of these things. But the biggest thing I'm learning with this is people don't know how to live within their means anymore. And because yeah. of that, they become depressed. Their their anxiety kicks up. They get further into debt. And then the debt makes the anxiety and the depression worse. It's a vicious cycle. And it's almost like it's done by design. No, definitely. It's 100% designed by, you know, designed by those up at the top. That's for sure. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of how our country was built. That's why our school systems are the way that they are. You know, they're teaching people to be, you know, to go be employees. And, which there's, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with being an employee. But they're not teaching the financial skills that it takes to properly put yourself in the right positions. You know, I remember being back in school and I don't remember what grade it was, Dan, maybe third, fourth, fifth grade, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, they were, they were teaching us how to properly write a check and how to balance a checkbook Mm. at a very young age. We were learning this and I grew up in a very small town. So maybe they were still like kind of backwards in their way of thinking. Maybe that was why, and I'm looking at I'm looking at the generations now. I take my son to the driver's license center not too long ago, maybe a month or two ago, and I overhear this this kid that's getting his driver's permit, and they said, you know, you have to sign your name on the line. And he says, in cursive? Like I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, oh my God, we are so fucked. <laughs> yep. Oh, we're so focused on, you know, the things that really don't matter in schools as opposed to the things that do. So, I mean, that's, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother discussion, I think. <laughs> oh, it, well it is. But, uh, the reason, the reason I brought these things up is because, you know, how you mentioned they're not, they're not necessarily teaching people, you know, money management, how to be self-employed, things like this. They are teaching these kids just enough to be functional for an employer just, just, they're getting them just enough what they need to go get themselves into debt in college. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Right. They're, they're pushing the buck. Like, no, you don't need to learn anything financial in high school unless you're going into accounting. You'll learn that in college. Right. Right. So, and I mean, I remember I, I took everything when I was in school. I took home ec, I took wood shop, I took like everything. I feel like I came out of school very well-rounded. And I'm looking at these kids today 
and they've got this this crazy math going on. Uh, not a lot of them can really like physically write like the hand. I remember we had handwriting tests in the first grade, like first through sixth grade. We had to send out our handwriting and it got graded and came back. And that was like a big deal. You know, and, and yeah. they've just went, they've went so far downhill. Anyway, I don't want to go off on a tangent either, but <laughs> I think a lot of this, you know, when we talk about anxiety, depression, things like that within our society, it's because so many people are stuck underneath this employment in life because they've never been taught skills to go out on their own, to think creatively. It's right. nope, be a cog in the machine, work for somebody forever. If you don't like your job, you can always find another one because we have a hundred websites now that'll help you find a new job. Yep, absolutely. I think uh, I think we're I think we're in such an age of information that it's difficult to to decipher good from bad information. And I I really think that's where a lot of people struggle. Is you know you can look anything up on the internet, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be good proper information either. And and you know I mean there's just there's just so much information out there that it's bad information at times too, you know, that we're ingesting. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And I mean, so I'm, I'm neither, um, left wing nor right, right wing. I, I'm just more anti establishment, more anti government than anything. And I, and me, I watch, me as well. I, me as well. right. And, and I mean, to me, it just makes more sense to be in the middle at this point because I see so much false information going back on both sides and it's and it's like kind of a chore now to literally sit down and decipher this information find out what's correct find out what's not correct and as soon as you do figure this information out now there's a whole nother story in the media that they're trying to get you sucked into oh absolutely absolutely i i I feel like we're in this weird age of this this loop of information that you just never really know the truth you never really know you know like you said i'm never i'm neither right you know i grew up pretty heavily conservative, I would say. And anymore, I, I mean, my dad, I tell him all the time, you know, like, I don't care to really talk politics just because it's, I, I don't care. I don't agree with the conservatives. I don't agree with the liberals. I really don't agree with any of them anymore. I just want what's best for the country. And it seems like everybody at this point has an agenda to push, you know, to push their side. And it's just, I'm done. I'm tired of it. Right. And what I what I like, so same thing, grew up in a Republican household, uh, conservative values. I mean, I my whole thing is this. I want to keep my guns. I don't care if you yep. smoke pot. If you're gay and you want to get married, more power to you. I don't care. Um, yep. I want to make sure my freedoms are there at the end of the day. And that's all I care about. And I want less government overreach. That's that's where I stand. Right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And, you know, for me, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing this constant separation and constant divide. And I didn't realize how bad it was um, prior to um, Trump running uh, for president. (laughs) And I uh, at the time, I still was on Facebook and I uh, there was this girl that I I was talking to her and I were kind of dating. You know, I, I liked her, this, that, the other. But didn't really talk to her all that much. Just, hey, if you're in town, whatever, let's hang out. And I posted something like pro-Trump related. And she messaged me, tore me a new one. I hate you. I can't believe you'd, you know, be on this bigot side, blah, blah, blah. And then I watched, like, my friend list, like, slowly decline after that post. And I'm like, wow, there's people unfriending me because I I posted something pro-Trump. And these have been friends I've had for years that I've grown up with. 
and it was uh, it was amazing to me the amount of separation and divide that this created. And you know, it, the reason I'm I'm even tying this in there is because if this isn't mentally screwing people up, I don't know what is. Right? Yeah. It's um, it's a big mind game they play with us with with what we see in politics and what we see on the TV surrounding this. It's all political theater, is what it is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the citizens are the ones that are suffering because they're, you know, they're creating this hate, they're creating the separation, they're creating this divide. But as long as we're still being good little taxpayers, they don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's all about peace and love and unity, you know, until you disagree with their opinion. And then it's no longer about that anymore. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I think the best thing in my, in my opinion, the best thing you can do is turn it off and start focusing on yourself and start focusing on what you can do to improve your, your sphere of being a human and being a good, a good person around you. And I, I think that's kind of where, I mean, going back to kind of the anxiety, that's really kind of where I started to see myself, start to come out of it was when I stopped worrying about what everybody else thought and what everybody else was doing. And I started focusing on me and I started improving everything that was around me, you know, everything that I have an influence over, I started working on that. And that's really what started helping me pull out of that. Right. And and that's awesome. And then, so I I've saw a lot of your videos online and I know you talk about how, uh, reaper apparel gave you more freedom and i'm assuming that had to play a huge part in that right oh definitely definitely it um i mean really it was kind of my outlet you know like i said i've been in construction my whole life i still have our construction company we still run it um and i you know i run it in conjunction with reaper but um it's allowed me to express myself in a way that i never really thought was that important i guess I didn't realize how important it was for me to be able to work through this. And, and what's been so cool about it is, you know, the emails that I get from people where um, I have like the, the broken, not defeated challenge. That's a big one, you know, where people will, it's an email series. It's, I kind of modeled it after um, Andy Frazella 75 hard. I saw what he did and I, I kind of modeled it after that a little bit, but I, I structured it more towards mental health. And it's, it's basically just a, a 21 day challenge to, get out of your head and start, start learning about who you are. Cause I mean, that's really what I discovered in this process was that we, because of our phones, I mean, as, as wonderful, don't get me wrong, as wonderful as the internet and phones and computers and, and all this technology is, we really kind of lose ourselves because of it. Does that make sense? Oh no, it, it absolutely does. I mean, it's a, um, these phones, the, the distraction, it, it's a very, I don't, I don't really know how to put it into words, but I'll make it very simplistic. Being in that phone takes you away from the real world, okay? Yes. And, and when you're living in phone land and you're not living in the real world, you forget how to properly talk to people, how to socially interact. You forget how to take criticism. You, you forget how to live without being safe behind that phone screen. Hey preppers, check out Blackbeard Fire Starters. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com backslash doomsday and utilize code doomsday for 10% off your entire order at blackbeardfire.com. Well, absolutely. And and something that I found in this process as well is that, you know, because we're so distracted, we stop listening 
to ourselves. We start, we stop figuring out what we want from life. We start ignoring those, those signs, those things that are put there because we're so damn distracted all the time, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You know, we're just so distracted as a society that you forget about your connections. You forget about the people around you. You forget about you. You forget about what you want from life. And I, I found that's, that's truly where a lot of my anxiety stemmed from was I wasn't really listening to myself when I talked about what I wanted from life. I was just going through the motions, doing what I thought I had to do. Totally makes sense. I get that. And, and I, and I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of, you know, my wife and I sitting in bed together, both ignoring each other while we're playing on our phones. Um, I think we all are. Yeah. It's, and I, I feel bad about it, but it's like, well, she's over there, you know, scrolling Instagram, reading things and watching videos. She's entertaining herself. I'm over here, you know, doing research for the show or et cetera. So it, it's a good balance. But I mean, it definitely, you know, it definitely takes away from, you know, being personable with the people around you and actually, you know, maybe having a loving connection with your spouse. I mean, it's got to be stepping on it to some extent. And I'm sure in 20 years, they'll have... um self-help classes for people that are too addicted to their phones if they don't already. (laughs) I'm sure. No, and and I agree with you. I mean, I think there's a good balance. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with phones. There's nothing wrong with entertainment. my, My point is that we spend so much time entertaining ourselves that we don't stop and, and spend time with ourself and we don't listen to our self talk what's going on inside, because that's really where you're going to find what's going on. I mean, that's, so my, my, uh, my two daughters, I've got, I've got three kids, my, and two of my daughters, they do gymnastics and they're extremely competitive. It's a very, um, it's a very competitive world. I had no idea going into this that that at 13 years old, you're, you're talking about college and it's pretty wild, but, um, you know, so it's, it's a mental game. And I talk to them all the time. And my daughter will, you know, it's, she'll come home in tears and what's going on? What are you feeling? Why are you doing this? And I don't know. And my biggest answer to her or my biggest, my biggest question, shouldn't say question. My biggest statement to her is you do know, don't tell me, I don't know. In my, like in my house, I don't know is not an answer. You know, you might not in this moment, you might not know why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, but I would guarantee that if you get off your damn phone and you go sit with yourself for five or 10 minutes, you're going to find out why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And when you start sitting with yourself and analyzing those questions and really digging behind the emotion, because the emotion is just a trigger. The emotion isn't what's actually important about it. What's important is what's behind that emotion and, and why you're feeling that emotion. And when you start asking yourself those questions and you start studying that, that's when you're going to realize how unfulfilled you are and you're going to start taking different actions as opposed to just doing the day to day that you feel like you have to do. Right. And that makes sense. And I'll tell you what I have, uh, my oldest son, I, I totally understand when you say that I don't know in my house is not allowed. Like it's not an answer you want. I have a 17 year old son. Uh, he has a ton of mental health issues that we've been going through for years and I don't know has to be his his catchphrase it's it's <laughs> and it drives me nuts yeah and and lately it went from i don't know to i don't have an answer and i'm like that's not you're doing the same thing just in different wording man 
And yeah. I, I'll tell you what, something that really pushed me um, more into mental health and what's going on, you know, in this country and throughout the world is that uh, dealing with my son, um, there's no there's no guidebook for this. Doctors and therapists and psychiatrists all want to tell you you're doing something wrong. Um, they, they utilize this DSM as a Bible to try to diagnose everybody, but it's not designed for everybody's individual needs. I mean, it's, it's a guess at best, right? And they lump everybody into the same category. And if you're dealing with somebody with mental issues under the age of 18, it's, it's really, really difficult because you might not even be able to give them a proper diagnosis according to the DSM, right? right? Um, so we come to find it's a lot of these doctors and, and people telling us this is what you're doing wrong. And oh, by the way, we have a med for that. And oh, the med's not working. We have another program. And then once they hit a wall with nothing's working, oh, we're going to transfer you. Uh, we're, we, mm-hmm. we think that we can't do enough in the realm here. You need to seek out another person to care. He's not a good fit for this place or this doctor, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I don't really uh, advertise this a whole lot, but like listeners of the show know, um, I make myself available through email, and I've done one-on-one calls with listeners that that have children that have mental issues, um, especially ones that have bad behavioral issues, because there's nowhere to go. There's no groups online. There's nobody giving anybody any solid advice. It's just therapists in the schools and, and teachers coming at you, telling you you're doing everything wrong. And being a parent is hard enough without multiple people coming to you and telling you that you're failing. And, and the biggest thing is, is you're a parent, you care about your kids, you want to do the right thing, you want to do as much as you can to make sure your children succeed and grow up to have a great life. But you're battling things like social media and the shit they're putting in our foods and you're fighting big pharma and you're fighting all this this new PC shit that's going on in the world. There's there's so many things that you're fighting against to try to raise your children the right way. And whenever somebody tells you you're you're doing you're not doing a good enough job, you feel defeated. And I've had so many parents come to me say, Jester, I'm at my breaking point. What do I do? And I've spent, I mean, I've taken time when I was on vacation to sit down and talk to people, uh, talk to a listener for a couple hours just to try to help them through their circumstance, you know. Um because I, I feel that people, they need that. And nobody's, not a lot of people are there for people nowadays. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com. D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and you kind of touched on a few different things and, you know, big pharma is, it's one of those, you know, <laughs> I, I'm definitely not against medication, but I believe in my, in my stance, medication is more of a bandaid effect than it is an actual solution. It's kind of a, Hey, let's get you to a point where you can function again, because sometimes it gets so bad that you, you can't function and you do need help. And, and I think that's where, medication comes in. I think you need to be able to get yourself to a level head again, to be able to really process. But the problem is we're so damn busy treating the, um, 
effect, you know, we're not really looking at the cause of it. We're not going back to the source and saying, okay, why are you experiencing these things? We just go, uh, you know, you just give them a medicine and they'll move on and they'll be fine. And again, sometimes that's fine, but it, it's kind of a bandaid effect and it doesn't really address the actual source of the problem. And that's really what I've, the last two years, that's really what I've gone after is what is the source of the problem? And what I've found is that most of the time, the source of the problem is you don't feel fulfilled in your life in some way, in some manner, in some shape or form. And so the reason that I've gone and done this so much is because one, I, you know, I want to continue to live a good life. I want to have, have a successful life and enjoy, you know, enjoy my time. But two, my biggest, my biggest drive is my kids. I want to be able to tell them how I overcame and be able to help build them up. Because like you said, they are so faced with social media and, and YouTube and whatever, you know, peer pressure, whatever, you know, whatever it is, they're faced with a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100% right. I'm right there with you. And I or that I reinforce with them and I teach them how to deal with the problems, the less that shit matters because they're able to handle it because they're so much better of a person at that point. Um not not I don't mean like they're a better person. I mean they're so much they're uh so much more confident. They're so much stronger that they're able to go handle all that stuff and it's not an issue. I no, I I one hundred percent agree with you, and I think that's it. It, I think it's a little bit different for certain people depending on where they live, depending on their circumstances. Sure. But sure. it it's definitely you gotta you gotta be in their corner. You gotta have your kids back, and you don't you know it. It has a lot to do with I think the the crowds our kids run with. I mean, if you're you know whether and I I know they still segregate segregate kids into the category of jocks, nerds, goss, emos. Like I know that's still a thing. Sure. Um, that, that hasn't changed. And I mean, it, your child, if, if you were, if you're, if you grew up, say being a jock and the worst part of your day was, you know, you were the popular guy and the worst part of your day was the hot girl didn't talk to you. Okay. And then <laughs> maybe your maybe your kids fall into like, you know, this, this kind of, you know, overachiever, you know, nerd category, the, the worst part of their day might be somebody actually spitting in their face. So, you know, I don't think a lot of parents kind of realize what you grew up with and what your kids are growing up with are two different things. And now we're in an era of we have all this online bullying and social media stuff that's coming down on people. These kids have it so much harder, I feel, now than when, than we did when we were going to school. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. Kids kids these days, are they're faced with, a lot of challenges. It's, it's tough. And that's, and that's where I kind of go back to, you know, building them up and teaching them how to properly handle things because the better they get at home, the better, the more reinforcement that they have at home, the more ammo that they have to go and, and battle that stuff. Cause I mean, there, there's no easy, there's no easy way to go against that stuff, but you're going to have problems the rest of your life. And you're going to have to learn how to fight those the rest of your life. You know, mom and dad can't fight that for you. And that's where, you know, being that parent really changes the game for them because it makes them stronger going into it. Cause it's not, it's not easy. It's never going to be easy. Um, you know, but the stronger they are, the more equipped they are to handle it. Right. I agree. And, and one thing I always tell, you know, my oldest boy is, you know, the people you see now in high school, the, you know, the friends you have now, 
these guys aren't going to matter when you're trying to pay a mortgage. You know that you know the people that are messing with you in school now, the things you're dealing with now. They're ten years down the road. These problems aren't going to matter anymore. I know in the moment it's it's bad, it's horrible, it's overwhelming, but you know it's not a forever thing. And I try to reinforce that with him as much as possible. And I you know I want the world to understand that is the the problems you're in right now, the things you may be facing today might not be there tomorrow. They might not be there a month from now. They might not be there for five years. So don't live too much in the moment. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's those those moments are going to pass and you'll have, you know, like you said, the kids, I mean, they their perspective is different. You know, I mean, we, we remember going to school. We remember the things that we battled and it's definitely different. I think it's definitely harder for kids today. But their perspective is, you know, those four years are a massive portion of their life. Whereas the older you get, the less, the less that impact has, the more perspective you gain, the more, the, you know, the less, it, the less it matters, but it's, it's hard to explain that to kids who are right in the middle of it. And their day, I mean, you know, what they went through today was the, was the worst thing in the world. Well, Dan, you also got to remember too, like, <laughs> so when we were younger, time went slower, it felt like, right? So that, yeah. that four years in high school you know, nowadays, you know, being an adult, four years goes by in the blink of an eye. Back then, though, that felt like a decade. It did. It was. Oh, man, I remember waiting for the bell to ring. <laughs> Don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. So, Dan, I got to ask, uh, what are the long term? What's the long term mission with Reaper? Uh, really just to spread spread awareness about how to improve your situation, improve your life and overcome your personal battles. That's that is my long-term goals is to help people do that. Awesome. So I know you mentioned this 21 day challenge. Um, a lot of our listeners out there don't know what this is. Do you want to get a little bit deeper into that? Absolutely. So the 21 day challenge, it introduces a new, well, it's, it's, um, several steps and it introduces every day. It talks about a little more detailed about why it's important. So it goes into, visualization, uh, reading a good book, studying, that kind of thing. Um, it goes into your, uh, uh, oh shoot, I'm blanking now, but basically what it is, is it's several steps in order to help you learn about yourself, understand, because what happens, what I found is that we learn, we start to ignore the signs and the things that we are, are saying. So then we start feeling on, um, uh, we start feeling like we are not achieving what we wanted from life. So then we start feeling disappointed. We start getting upset and this is all happening subconsciously. So the goal of the 21 day challenge is to kind of back yourself up and start to learn how to self-analyze and self-diagnose what you're feeling and what's going on and why you're feeling the way that you are. Because I've learned that when people start studying themselves more, when you get to know yourself better than you, you know, not, not your job, not your name, but actually who you are, what you want from life and the things that you didn't achieve and the things you didn't go after. When you start digging into those things and you start understanding, it gives you awareness and an ability to change and, and, and change your life really. And so that's what the 21 day challenge is about is about getting to know yourself more fully deeper. Very, very cool. Uh, one, one more thing I did want to ask, and I'm like, because this is sub, this is a, this is a question I have for myself. <laughs> um, when are we going to see some new awesome Reaper designs, man? When are we going to see some new stuff coming out? 
uh, this month. Well, I guess the month's almost over, so it'll be it'll be March. I've got a new shirt that I haven't really told anybody about. This one's a little bit different. Um, it's a kind of an in memory of. So I lost I lost an aunt and an uncle to cancer, and that's been kind of that's been a big effect on my life. You know, they were people that really influenced me in the way that I think and and, and live. Um, so that's something really different that I'm getting ready to uh, drop this next month. And then um, we're also coming out with some active wear. Uh, we've got some uh, some gym stuff coming in. So because I, I do think, you know, physical health is important as well. And I think sometimes we all neglect it a little bit, you know, not saying we got to be gym wraps, but I think it's important to make sure you're getting out and, you know, taking a walk and doing a few things that help your body start functioning as well. So I've got a gym line getting ready to drop here pretty quickly too. That is, that is so awesome. Both things. Um, the, um, the, the, um, the new shirts that are coming out next month and the gym line both sound really awesome guys. You could find all of these things on uh, reaperapparelco.com. And Dan, you got any final message for the listeners out there? You know, um, I think my biggest message for you is that you have it all inside of you. I, I didn't realize for so many years that I had all the talents and all the abilities inside of me that I did because I suppressed, I didn't, I didn't uh, let it out. I didn't, I didn't stretch and I didn't grow and I didn't listen to who I was. And the moment that I started really listening to my self-talk and started fixing that was when things really started just happening for me. What I've learned in life is that, if there's something that you want, you can have it. You go get it. You can chase after it or you can learn how to attract it. And that's been the biggest thing for me is, is my attitude changing, changing the way that I think, the way that I feel. And that has changed everything for me by being able to really bring the results of life that I want just by simply changing my thought process. Emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle. Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned. The next emergency message will be a presidential address.